Welcome to the Sean Report. I'm Morgan. And so today we're going to have an interesting show where we dive deeper into what we've been researching on the regular daily show about this building that just had a what looked like a demolition, fell like a World Trade Center building in Miami. I want to dig deeper into that with my co-host Jim and also talk to Jim about John McAfee's supposed suicide hit what he might have as far as a dead man switch on the blockchain. We're going to go into all of that and more, but first a word from our sponsors. Gold is near all time highs. Has it reached its peak? Did you miss the boat? No, I don't think so. The exploding debt, changing the interest rate cycle, political and economic turmoil have caused the current move in gold. And those things are getting worse. In fact, Citibank projected gold to hit $3,000 an ounce over the next 12 to 18 months. I encourage you to protect and grow your investment portfolio with gold. I trust Dr. Kirk Elliott with Sovereign Advisors. With over 25 years of experience and two PhDs, Kirk Elliott is the best of the best in the industry. Call his office at 720-605-3900 and tell him Sean Morgan sent you, or just click on the link in the description to get that free consultation. All right, we're back and I wanna take care of a few housekeeping notes before we get started here. Uh, first of all, you might not know exactly when the show airs and how you can watch it. So it's 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday. The Sean Morgan Report have co-host Jim Cutler uh, occasionally having our new guest, Paul Ferber, on talking about anonymous research, diving down the rabbit holes, really going deeper than we are able to go in the daily show that I host right now, Making Sense of the Madness. I'm stepping in for the regular host for the next month. Uh, and my normal thing is the co-host for that show. So if you want to see my analysis, my monologues, Monday through Thursday, that's 5.30 p.m. Eastside, And so then on Fridays, this is the show that I host, and it's 6 p.m. Eastern. It's live. So you just go to the homepage, AmericanMediaPeriscope.net, and you can watch the show live at that hour. If you don't catch it live, you can just go to the homepage and then search for the icon that says Sean Morgan Report. Click on that and you'll see all the past episodes. And we also do backup channels. Um, so as far as American Media Periscope, they have a lot of ways to watch. They have a backup channel on Rumble and other places where they keep videos. They're also on Frank Speech. Uh, they're on Brighteon, BitChute. So those are some backup channels. And then they, you can also watch on Roku. Fire TV and Apple TV. And then I, I also back up the, sometimes I cut up the monologues and shorter clip. And you can ch check that out on Rumble, Gab TV, and YouTube.com. And you can always go to my home website, SeanMorganReport.com, to be able to find everything. Well, let's bring on the co-host, Jim Cutler, to discuss this interesting, these interesting mysteries. That's what they are, because we really don't know everything yet, but they're unfolding. Jim, how are you doing today? Good morning, Sean. I'm doing very well. A little inclement here, but otherwise, uh, uh, always beautiful to be in Maine. And I don't know if, uh, if uh, we've um, talked about my being in Maine, but uh, this is my home port. And... Uh, 
I love being here. It is really, really pretty place. Nice. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Jim is right on a sailboat where he lives. And uh, we've been doing this show for a year now. And it seems like every time we talk, he's in a different port. So it's interesting to, you know, to just watch him travel around the world. But, you know, Jim's retired. You know, Jim, you had a nice career as a CEO of a tech company. You also had a solar installation company. Uh, so you've done a lot of things. And now, what you're doing now is just the great awakening. That's your full-time job really, right? You're doing research and sharing information. It is, and it's, and it's really interesting. I've, I've done research really more than anything else in my life. That I can claim to be my primary uh, uh, area of interest. <clears throat> and of course, research is open-ended. So I, I've, uh, a lot of things have come across my eyes, but occasionally, um, I'll have an intersection with my corporate life. Uh, in this case, the company that I founded, Coviant uh, uh, Software, which is a encryption company for hospital data. And at one point, we were in negotiations with McAfee Software to be bought. And so I, I just find that, um, that coincidence somewhat interesting. At that time, which was around 2008, uh, it is my belief that John had already left the company, and I can tell you from personal experience that the company, McAfee, had a, a distinct deep state flavor and air about it. Our negotiations were anything but um, smooth, and uh, I just found them to be extremely, um, you know, narcissistic and distasteful. So. Um, I think at that point, we were seeing, you know, what McAfee has become now and not the McAfee that John started. Although I think narcissistic and uh, distasteful would pretty much summar summarize his personality. Um, well, yeah, he's quite a you character. Know, you know, he, he is a character he, and there's yeah, a lot of... He's, uh, a lot of people yeah, would, he's, would say he's a drug addict, him, you know. Uh, he he was, his, uh, you know, ta tax, tax evasion. You know, he, he's outspoken. Uh, yeah. I really admire that. I admire the fact yes. that he, uh, you know, he's a smart guy, obviously. He's a rich guy. He, um, you know, he wasn't afraid to uh, kind of shamelessly promote things in the crypto world. Uh, but, you know, he... He had some things to say against the deep state. So I'll, I'll actually read a few uh, yes, these things. Yep. Right. Uh, so what he said uh, right before he died on, on his official Twitter account was, I am content here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. And he also posts, getting subtle messages from U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're going to, uh, we're going coming for you. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. Check my right arm. Interesting thing is that whacked is the name of a cryptocurrency that he started in 2019. The image used to advertise the cryptocurrency was Hillary Clinton, um, you know, clutching a slice of pizza. And it was all the whole thing was about Jeffrey Epstein getting whacked. That's why it was called whacked. Uh, so this is the reason why this whole cryptocurrency thing 
is because people think that he had a dead man's switch. And the reason why they think that is because he said, I've collected files on corruption in governments. For the first time, I'm naming names and specifics. I'll begin with a corrupt CIA agent and two Bahamian officials. Coming today, if I'm arrested or disappear, 31 plus terabytes of incriminated data will be released to the press. Uh, so, you know, people the act crypto is starting to send messages to different addresses the q there was a q symbol that appeared on his official instagram account after he died officially and we don't know who posted that and there are people who found an embedded uh e ether address within that symbol of a q and uh, and so they're able to actually trace that to not to the main net of Ethereum, but to the test net. And so there's already activity happening with that specific address that they found. This is according to some anonymous sources. Uh, you know, I haven't actually tested this and I haven't inspected uh, the test net to see if all of this is true. This is just a, a claim that's there that I haven't verified. Um, I'm looking at, at your app. Um, of someone called Time Traveler Anonymous, who's uh, Time Traveler Anon on Twitter, and have just compiled all of this stuff about John McAfee. Uh, Ma it McAfee? McAfee? Yeah, John McAfee. <laughs> yeah, Mac McAfee is, is, is McAfee. emphasis on the Mac. Yeah, so, yeah, he was a weird, he's a weird guy. You know, he, he was really like kind of like a comedian in a way because he would he would create these high uh <laughs> he would run for the president of the united states you know for for uh he'd run for office but he knew he wasn't going to win so it was really to try to make a political point and but he just kind of got into the absurdity of it all he he made videos that showed himself with prostitutes and drugs uh, as part of this political advertisement He's making fun of the, this whole thing that he really is a libertine in his real life. And he led a really interesting life. He said that he's had many body doubles, that two of his body doubles uh, have died. Uh, and so, you know, this guy's been on the run. He's been playing with the deep states. He's, uh, he's posted images of him in, in different places, like he's going to one of these uh, ceremonies with with cannibalism and stuff. So so I don't know if he's putting that stuff out there to point the finger to the deep state, or if he was part of the club, or maybe a little bit of both. Jim, it's it, it is a complicated picture, and um, I think that um, unless and until somebody produces an extremely accurate and um, detailed a picture of John's goings-on, uh, it's going to be uh, pretty difficult to piece things together. And of course, it's never the best time to do it when something happens to that person, because at that point, people are going to be making up stuff all over the place and just injecting noise into the conversation like no tomorrow. But what I try to do is look at what, uh, what I know about John McAfee, which is, you know, not that much, even though I had connections with his company. Um, I know enough about 
uh, encryption to know, you know, what he did, you know, what his technology was, how it was used. And I try to work like a reverse engineer uh, using information like that. One of the pieces that I found interesting, and I'm still looking into this, is the fact that his software was being used by a lot of people. When you use his software, there are aspects of the traffic that he gets access to. If his software is on servers that are owned by the state, by the government, he's going to have access to some of that information. When you take a situation like Hillary Clinton, and clearly John seemed to be very interested in Hillary Clinton, she had her own servers and she ran his software on those servers. Now her servers- Can I give the details about that, Jim? It says yeah, Hillary's private server also used the McAfee-owned MX Logic spam filtering software, which is susceptible to a security breach and which made the information on her server accessible to McAfee employees during numerous intervals in which her emails were passed through the MX Logic system. The server was prone to crashes. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's uh, some of the information that's now out there. So um, it would appear that John had access to and recorded an awful lot of very sensitive information. That makes him a target, makes him a big target. Now the question is, John then becomes valuable. One, he's a danger to the deep state, but two, he's an asset to the good guys because of the information he has. So, I would imagine that there would be a tug of war for him. And I think this is what we're seeing. And I have to say, this looks exactly like all the the um, suicides before him, where here's a person that's valuable to us, the good guys, and a detriment to the deep state, and they disappear. And the circumstances around their disappearance are very suspect. You know, when you look at the details of Epstein's suicide, there aren't any. So we don't know what happened. And then you dig a little deeper and you realize, oh, the guards that were guarding him weren't guarding him. And then this was going on. And that it's like, oh, okay, this is way too messed up to be real. And it looks like John's suicide, quote unquote, is following in those same methodologies. So that's one thing. Secondly, um, the guy who runs um, um, Special Ops um, Monkey, uh, he's an ex-military who knows uh, military air traffic, and he has a show where he does just that. He, he shows all the military aircraft and where they're going and what they are and what they're used for. Well, there was a flight event on the day that he was uh, uh, suicided, that um, was flying, it was a, uh, you know, a plane that fit the description of what the good guys would use going from Madrid to the US. So there's, we're starting to see potential evidence that he was actually flown out and, uh, and brought back to the United States. Now, 
he was under extra, he was being extradited. And they're saying, they're using that as the reason why he would commit suicide. But John, not being a fool, made sure everybody and their mother knew that he was not suicidal. And as a matter of fact, if he did die, here's why and here are the details of, of how they would do it. On top of that, of course, we now know there's a dead man switch that is now active. And that dead man switch is on the Ethereum blockchain, which they can't take down. So he was very clever in how he set it up, how it was in initiated, and now what it's doing. And in terms of you know providing information to the good guys, that's very damning to the deep state. I'm sure that that's what it's doing, although I have no evidence yet um, uh, to prove that. So I think this is one of the more interesting and potentially um, explosive uh, events to happen. And uh, I also um, want to connect it to the um, Surfside building collapse and to General Flynn, who said that there's going to be a false flag given everything that's going on. And, uh, and I think that that's all coming to a head now. Yeah, also interesting that Donald Trump used the term fast and furious in his recent statement, which would be FF for false flag. Um, so there might have been some comms going on there. But I like how you were thinking just in general terms, just common sense, rationality about how the parallels between Epstein and, and, uh, and McAfee, how they both had that secret data that is the true uh it's the true currency nowadays for power is that that data you know uh, and so uh so both of them were valuable assets and uh it seemed like Ma mcafee uh he foreshadowed this whole ending for himself maybe he kind of wanted it to go this way um and he recognized that that this would be a way out of all of his troubles uh, and so forth. Um, he even got this whacked thing, uh, this this term whacked. He got it tattooed to his right arm. So he really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about uh, marketing. You know, if you want to get a message out there, he had a very high reach on social media, and that's the kind of thing that really sticks out there. The the tattoo. Now, now people are able to make the connection between the tattoo and the cryptocurrency and the Ethereum blockchain. And people are saying there's a 31 terabyte uh, file on Pirate Bay torrent uh, that matches the size that, that um, McAfee uh, mentioned. But we were still waiting for this stuff to come out. If it comes out, the cool part is that the deep state is unable to take down that Ethereum blockchain. So this this uh, file or, or access or encryption key or whatever is going to be put on the blockchain, um, it could be an NFT, a non-fungible token. So it could could be that that's the way they do it. Um, that there's there's some kind of you know code in the blockchain that represents the file itself. 
but anyway, the point is that the file would be immutable. You know, there would be no way for anyone to take it down. And so, like that is a you know just a, one of the cool things about blockchain technology. And this may be the first dead man switch on the blockchain. Uh, you know, but, so we'll just have to wait and see if this dead man switch. Uh, is truly activated, and it, it, because you know, even the best made plans can can run afoul, and and there can be some piece of the puzzle that, that wasn't put in place so that it's not executed properly. Uh, but I have a feeling, because I, I I his lawyers speaking out, I have a feeling he has a whole network of people to make sure that this goes goes properly. Uh, so you know, sure. What do you think, Jim? Not the least of which would be the NSA, because think about it. If if John was you know into this, they all know. Everybody knows that's not going to be lost on anybody. They all are watching him and following along, but in the background because they don't want to you know blow cover. So they they start looking at this and start looking at strategies. Okay, so you know if if they try to kill him in jail in Spain then uh, he's got them dead to rights. It's going to be very difficult for them to take him out without it coming back to them and the deep state getting um, some dirt on themselves. So uh, they're going to want to be very careful with that. On, on the good guy side, they're like, well, here's a great opportunity to mess up their game. We'll just do the process like they really killed him. And now everybody's going to look at the situation and go, well, yeah, of course they killed him. Look at all he set up. Look at all he he showed and how he uh, made sure that they um, got caught if they did. So it's kind of a win-win for the good guys. And I think, it, you know, at, at least for now, it kind of looks like the bad guys just simply set themselves up for a fall by um, the, some of those communications. I mean, to tell somebody that you don't like that they're they're going to take you out to be so upfront and brazen about it uh is not very smart and you're just handing your enemies a lot of information to hang you with now is that exactly what happened we don't know and i can tell you that 31 terabytes of information that's a lot of data for anybody's computer system i don't have that kind of space i doubt you have that kind of space Nobody's going to be downloading that file for a while, you know, until they can, of course, you know, we all know who's already downloaded it. And, 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 but that brings me back to your point. The NSA is going to make sure that that stuff is going to work because it's in their interest to do so. So I think there's really good logic here to, to show that uh, the deep, the, the our side is going to do everything they can to make sure that how whatever John has done to set this up is going to work and is going to be solid uh, and not something that the deep state can easily uh, interfere with. That's a good point, Jim. That uh, there are these different ways that the NSA possibly seeds information into the public. We always thought it was pretty suspect that this random computer repair man in, in Delaware <laughs> got Hunter Biden's mm -hmm. laptop and turned it into the FBI and Rudy Giuliani and all the right people got a hold of it. Um, 
So yeah, possibly, possibly the biggest guys on the food chain, uh, on the good guys side, uh, are just making this happen as an operation. If if it does happen, and this information comes out, I mean, this is going to be the biggest thing since WikiLeaks 2016. Uh, you know, this mm-hmm. is going to be huge. The fact that there was a queue in that Instagram post that kind of you know set the whole thing off. That's going to be a big vindication if, if it happens. It's going to be a big vindication for people who are into Q. Um, so, but for now, you know, it's just this thing that the mainstream media is using to paint Q people as crazy once again. Um, yep. So, so yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait a little while, collect some more information, and report back on this. Uh, but you know, some people think that this character, John McAfee, was some kind of a hero or something. Other people like Dwayne Cates, I have a lot of respect for Dwayne Cates. You know, him and his brother are, are really good journalists, um, but he had a completely different take from us on this one. He did a whole thread where he posts on Social Quad Virum about how McAfee or however you say his name was completely uh, a complete libertine who didn't respect the law uh, law of God, the law of man, any kind of law. And this is the, would be a typical kind of narcissistic move for him to do in the end, to just like when he knows he's getting extradited, to just to do a final FU in the face of everyone and commit suicide. He thinks that fits into the character profile. Possibility. We can't write that off. Uh, but no. I think at the same time, we can't write off the other side either, which is what Dwayne Cates did. And I was surprised at that, that he was so 100% confident in his kind of mainstream narrative uh, of this, that it was just a standard suicide. Um, And and actually his brother, uh, Brian Cates, is doing the same thing with the Miami, um, the Miami, Miami, implosion i don't know what to call it collapse yeah uh you know you know his brother also once again these two guys are like heroes to me that's how good of a job they they do uh digging into things uh but uh brian is quoted as saying hey until we know more you guys can talk about explosions and i'll talk about sinkholes (laughs) so 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 he's willing to go there uh, even though, you yep. know, common sense, this building fell in 20 seconds, there were lights flashing. There are all types of different indicators that this wasn't a standard, uh, you know, collapse from a sinkhole. All the missing bodies. There were some interesting things that DeSantis said on live TV, too. He talked about there being oh, tunnels. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go you know, into that, Jim? Um, the The... Again, when the stuff comes out immediately, um, you have to be so careful. But those of us who follow you and who follow the communications, and I and I, I prefer to call it the 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 comms that uh, are constantly floating around. And and again, one of the first things that Q said was, you know, understand our comms. Okay, that's a pretty straightforward statement. And in fact. The, we have come to learn, and I don't care who out there is going to say something other than, than what I'm about to in terms of Q, um, that's irrefutable. That is absolutely irrefutable. Anyone who follows the communications 
and how they're done and, and the deltas and everything, you want to detract that, okay, go ahead, but you're an outlier. So to me, that information is irrefutable. That is the meat of the matter here. And we're constantly seeing these kinds of communications showing up, not just in on the good guy side, but on the bad guy side as well. I think um, uh, Biden just came out with his dog just died. Uh, good old dog. Right. It's like, oh my God, that's that's looks like an old one. Are you really using that one again? Okay. But um, <laughs> my point here is that when you look at the official response on the part of the deep state and on the part of individuals who you believe are on the good side, they're all doing their comms. So everything you hear, you have to pay very close attention to. It's not always going to be clear, not in the beginning, and it's not always going to be understandable. But over time, I think we're going to discover that there's a lot of information that can be parsed out here on the part of all involved. When I when these things happen, especially in an event like Surfside, I look at um, all of the mainstream media. And always, always I find that it's a script and it's a common script and they're all using the same one. So it's all coming from a centralized source. Now, for me, that says a lot. And I, I look at that and I think, okay, here's one side speaking with one voice about this event, whether it's McAfee or Surfside or whatever, I don't care, it doesn't matter. It, but the point is they're all saying the same thing in ways that would not be possible if it wasn't actually centrally scripted and delivered out to the news outlets. They, they can't, it can't happen fast enough uh, unless they do it that way. So that's, that's what I pay attention to. And then on the other side, just like you said, we have to pay attention to the people we think are the good guys. And Ron DeSantis, if anybody had back story information about what just happened and are running whatever the necessary cover story is for whatever the reasons they have for having a cover story, then that's what we're going to see. So, um, you know, bottom line, don't take anything at face value ever. Read it, take it in, and then slowly parse it and see what starts to really come out of it as opposed to an emotional or even an initial logical reaction. Yeah, I like to think of it as having different mental models that you run at the same time. Like what if it's a sinkhole model and what if it's an explosion model and you don't believe either one 100%, you keep them both running, continue to collect data, and then you kind of lean more towards one of the mental models as time goes on. Um, but you know, Ron DeSantis talking to Hannity last night mentioned in the rescue effort that they were going to be basically going through the tunnels of the wreckage. But the fact that he used the term tunnels just set off alarms for Anons who for a long time have been suspecting that there are tunnel systems uh, that the deep state uses for their operations. And so that was an interesting phrase that he used. The, the mayor of Surfside uh, said that this reminded him of the World Trade Center, which was also a mm -hmm. false flag, uh, and which mm -hmm. also like 
Building 7 came down in, in a couple of seconds. So that was obviously a, a demolition. Um, and so this one came down in 20 seconds, but that was really fast uh, to watch on, on TV, on the, the recording of it. That I played the recording last right. night uh, on an interview with James Grunvig, and uh, it's just amazing how fast that came down. Uh, and, um, and, and so all the people that are missing, that's another weird thing to me. Uh, where are they? Yeah. They're not talking about finding any of them for some reason. Um, so there, there are unexplainable things here. Five blocks from Ivanka's house. That's another interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> it sure is that, you know, all of these things for, for those who don't know, most of our, should know, um, you know, Ivanka, Jared, there's a big brouhaha currently happening in the White House. And um, it's something that I'm very interested in because I've always looked at Jared uh, with uh, sideways glances. And I never really fully grasp why he's there. Well, I mean, I can grasp why he's there, but I think he's one of those, you're here as long as you behave and do what you're told you step out of line and you're going to be gone. Well, he stepped out of line and he's gone. And so I think now it's just repercussions. And, and, and I'll say one thing, and I don't really, I'm not prepared to really go into detail on this, but I'll say one thing. And this really stuck with me. If there's anything that impacts Trump in a big way emotionally, it's the lack of loyalty, and especially yes. lack of loyalty from people who absolutely should be loyal to him. He has never liked that, and he um, will actually go out of his way to force an individual to prove their loyalty, just to make sure he's he's got reality going in front of him. But when he gets caught off guard, it's one of the most uh, impactful things that happens, and he really hates it. And I think that's what we're seeing with uh, Jared and Ivanka, especially Ivanka, where um, you know he felt he had her absolute unwavering trust, only to find out that you know when push came to shove, it wasn't there. But again, that's my speculation, and uh, I don't want to go too deep into that uh, for obvious reasons. But we'll we'll be looking at that and and trying to. Uh, make a more salient uh, assessment of exactly what went on in there and, and what and why. Well, last night on the uh, Making Sense of the Madness show, I showed two CNN articles. And one was about how Jared and Ivanka are not a part of the inner circle anymore. And they, they had 12 anonymous sources close to the family and the administration who confirmed that According to CNN, so what you know, it's CNN. You really can't believe it at all, uh, but it's it. They did demonstrate through some da data points that there is some separation going on. For example, they're only visiting each other once every six weeks now, so that's not as often as as it was in the past. Um, once again, this could be an operation. This could be a thing to make the deep state think they're out of the circle when they're really still in the circle. Uh, and then they, the other CNN article was about how Don Jr. is now uh, Trump's top advisor, and he's the most conservative one in the family, and how this is a shift in policy for Trump. Um, you know, this is something that I always viewed Don Jr. as 
the leader because he was the one who had the biggest social media presence. If, you know, I, I just think if they're going to build him up and groom him over these years to be an influencer, he always had that standing. So, so I don't really know if this is something new or this is something CNN's pushing out there. Uh, but it is something to watch. And, and like we said, use those different mental models. I've got my one mental model that says Jared and Ivanka are complete traitors. And I've got another mental model that says they are complete loyalists. And I keep both of them running at all times and collect data. And I still don't know which one's which yet. Um, but it is going to be interesting to find out. And especially Gary Kushner, you know, he's... He's connected, you know, his parents are billionaires, real estate and other industries in New York City, you know, connected to Israel and the deep state there. Uh, so, you know, people might see Jared Kushner and his family as representing a certain aspect of the deep state. And um, and so that may be there. There may be. An, there may be double agents, there may be triple agents, you know, this is where they can play both sides and they can play both sides to the point where it's confusing to both sides. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it does right. get complicated. Yeah. So yes, uh, thanks for joining me today, Jim. Uh, we're going to keep on following up on this next Friday. We'll get Paul Ferber's research uh, and we'll report on that next Friday. Um, in the meantime, people can watch me in my monologues on the Brazen Analysis Monday through Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on AmericanMediaPeriscope.net. And uh, we'll see you next Friday, the 6 p.m. Eastern, to watch us live on Fridays. Remember, you can watch us on Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV, and all the rest. And God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Have a good week, everybody.